Welcome to The Backpack, a podcast from Christ Community Church in Shelbyville, Kentucky. On The Backpack, we want to prepare you for the journey outside where following Jesus meets real life. Hey, and welcome to The Backpack. My name is DJ. I'm one of your hosts, and this is another installment of Stories from the Trail. As part of our regular worship at Christ Community Church, we like to tell stories. We want to hear what God is doing in the hearts and the lives of our people, because everybody who's following Jesus has got a story worth telling. This week, we hear from Christ Community member David Wheeler as he recounts growing up far from God and the transformation that took place as he encountered Jesus Christ and the forgiveness that is ours in him. So let's listen to David as he tells us his story. Uh, good morning, church. It's, it's a blessing to call you my church and a um, blessing to be here today. Uh, let me pull my phone up real quick. Uh, today, my, my theme through all of my talk, and I'll try to be brief because I can, I can get real nervous, and as my wife would say, I pace when I talk, so I'm sometimes over here and sometimes I'm going to try to stay in the middle now that I have this microphone. Um, but the theme of my talk today will be the small moments. But a little bit about myself, and then I'll go back in time, and then I'll go forward. Um, I'm, um, I'm 60 years old. Uh, I've been in Shelbyville for 17 years, and I'm originally from Minnesota. I'm a father of three kids, Dawson, Stetson, and Aubrey. Um, I also, my wife, Gigi, uh, we've been married for 26 years. We're working on our 27th year, and she's been the rock and, and foundation. Beautiful wife, uh, had a great life so far and uh, we've got more life to go. Um, and I'm an OptumServe employee, if anybody knows OptumServe, United Healthcare. Uh, we work for the military, active duty military and retired veterans. We, we get to serve them with their healthcare needs. Um, also a CrossFit, a CrossFit athlete. Um, I like heavy metal and classic rock music and I like fast cars. That's a little bit about myself. <laughs> um, I grew up in a small town in Minnesota called Spring Valley, Minnesota. And um, a very normal Midwestern childhood. Uh, moved to another town called La Crescent, Minnesota when I was about 10, eight, nine, 10, somewhere in there. And things changed radically. My dad started drinking heavily. Um, he started having affairs and um, um, he, he lived in the basement for a number of years. Um, he, um, he, was, he was distant, he was abusive to my mom. My mom was, my mom was also distant from the family. Uh, and in between the ages of, of uh, 12 and 18, uh, our parents were just not there. And that w led, me to, led me to a lot of things, a lot of bad things, uh, a lot of trouble. Uh, trouble with the law, trouble partying, trouble with driving fast, and actually I shouldn't be standing here because some of the things I did, I shouldn't have done. Um, some, some would, I don't know who Tracy is, but she had some of those stories uh, last time she talked. <laughs> um, but um, as, as, I, as I grew up as a little boy, my mom would bring us to church and there was always something about God that I was interested in. And I would, time to time, go back to church. I didn't have a relationship with him, um, but there was religious, th religious things there and I was, I, was, I was moving through life thinking about that. Um, and God was tapping on my shoulder every once in a while. Um, and mainly what I was looking for, like kids that joined gangs and things like that, I was mainly looking for acceptance. So I joined the party crowd, and, and that's where I found my acceptance for a number of years. 
Um, after high school, I, I thought, well, I, I need to go on to have a career, and I need to get into business so I can be rich and have cars and all sorts of things. And I ended up, I ended up being an IT programmer, a database programmer, and went to work for Walt Disney World uh, a number of years ago. Um, and that's where I met Gigi. Um, she was a summer intern at, in, in a payroll department. And um, my, my good friend Mark, who was a believer, and I wasn't at the time, uh, my good friend Mark said, uh, David, you need to date a Christian woman rather than going to the clubs like I was doing. And I said, well, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> and, and, then he, and then he said, well, here's my, here's my uh, first Bible. Read, read the book of Job. And so I read it. This is kind of a strange story to read. And a couple years ago, he said, I didn't say Job. I said John. <laughs> uh, so I said, no wonder. Um, um, so anyway. Um, so I, he encouraged me to meet someone, and I met someone. I met Gigi, and, and we went to lunch one, um, uh, one afternoon while we were working, and she was very hesitant to go to lunch with me. Got into my sports car. I had a 1988 Pontiac Fiero Red. She jumped in, and there were discs of heavy metal all over the place, and she's thinking, what did I get myself into? <laughs> and uh, we went to Pizza Hut, had a really nice time. Uh, her dad's from Minnesota. We had some things in common. And, um, and then we came back to uh, Disney and I said, would you like to go on a regular date? And she said, yes, but I, I'm a missionary kid. I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't go to clubs, I don't do anything you do. So if you want to date me, these are my things, my rules. And I'm thinking, that's what Mark told me. I need to go date somebody like that. So, um, so anyway, we started dating and, and then she went back to college and she thought she was rid of me. And I start showing up at her house doing chores because I was, infatuated with Gigi. She was pretty, she was funny, she was great to be around. If you've been around Gigi, um, you, you know her personality. She's so wonderful to be around. And it was, she was so attractive to me, but what I didn't realize was it was the, the, it was the Lord through her, it was her attraction, uh, her love and her friendship and things like that. Um, so anyway, I started hanging out at home. Well, guess what? Uh, two missionary parents who had been on the mission field for years were witnessing to me and telling me about the Lord. And then Gigi would come back from, uh, from college and she was witnessing to me. And then um, uh, they, they then encouraged me to read the book of John. And so I said, all right, I'll do that. <laughs> and um, I'll have to get my glasses on to read this. But if you, ha if you don't know the Lord here, please, please tune in at this point because I want to share with you my testimony and how I came to know the Lord. You know, as Gigi's parents and Gigi were witnessing to me, telling me about my sin and the cross and things like that, I kind of understood, but I wasn't getting it. So I was reading through the, the scripture, and I landed in the book of John, John chapter 19. And this is where Jesus is, is sentenced to death and is dying. And he said, he said later, um, John says, later, knowing that everything had now been finished so that the scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I'm thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked it in a sponge, put the sponge on a stalk of a hyssop plant, and lifted it to Jesus' lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus had said, It is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. And that's the very moment that he, he, was, he, he paid for our sins, and he died, um, and, and, and then that went on to the resurrection, of course. When I was reading that, it was a Wednesday night after work, and it was a warm night, I remember it, and I was reading it, and I'm thinking, you know, there's, there's wine vinegar there, 
and they put it on his lips. And as they put it on his lips, it must have stung because his lips were chapped from the brutality that he'd gone through. But there must have been some sweetness there, too, to the wine that was there. And when I thought about the brutality and, and, the, and the pain that he went through, I realized he went through it for me as a sinner. And I'd sinned. And that's who I was. And then he won the victory over my sin on the cross for me. He did that even though if I would have been the only person on earth, he'd have done it for me. And I realized at that point he was my savior. And, and I, you know, I, I shake and, and think about that moment. It was a moment of time where I believed and my life hasn't been the same since. And as I moved on through life, um, Gigi and I dated and, and Del, her dad, was very gracious. He taught me, he mentored me. I said, I said, Mr. Schultz, you must really love the Bible. And he says, yep, and I love my daughter too. <laughs> and uh, so we dated for five years and I, we broke up a few times because of me. I couldn't get to the commitment thing, but we eventually did. And, um, and then we, um, we went on our journey as a married couple. We, we traveled, we, um, uh, we, we did a lot of things together before kids. I think we were a little nervous about having kids, but we eventually had, um, we had our first baby on the way. Uh, her name was Grace. We lost her at childbirth uh, due to some circumstances around genetics. And then we had Aubrey, and Aubrey came uh, to us. She was beautiful, perfect, and she was our daughter. Aubrey is at college now, and she's, uh, she's 20 years old, and she's doing really well in college. Um, and, and then we had our son Dawson, and then we had our son Stetson. Um, so we've been raising them on our farm um, down the road for the last number of years. And, um, you know, as, as the time is, you know, the little moments of life that you have with your family, you take those moments and you share the Lord with them. You share the, share the Lord with them with your actions and your words and your support. One story that I can remember uh, last summer, I was driving home with Aubrey from college, and she's starting to date somebody, and she said, Dad, I, I really like this boy, and I, I want to know what you think about him, because we had spent some time with him during dinner and stuff. She goes, because I think your opinion of, of boys and dating, for me, is very important. And, and she didn't say that just because she needed an opinion. She said that because she knows I support her through what the Lord has taught me to do. So that was a really neat moment for us. Another couple of neat moments um, recently is Stetson just turned 16. Um, and he's, he's moving on. He's uh, working at Taco Bell. We started that this week. And Dawson, he's thinking about college, and he'll be going to college next year. So I just encourage you, in the, in the, in the small moments of your lives, think about where things are at with, with your family and where you can put the Lord first in your family. You know, as DJ mentioned, we, we are now having an opportunity to um, teach the marriage class here. We've, we've gone into our second uh, version of it. And... Um, that's been a real blessing, and it taught me a lot about, about my marriage and our marriage together and how we can support each other. And one thing that we talked about this week is it's so important for marriage, marriage couples to have a mesh of relationships, whether it be through a community group or a D group or other relationships, to hold each other accountable and to build each other up. And there are all sorts of struggles that we've, we, we've talked about thus far. In three weeks, we've talked about um, verbal abuse, we've talked about lust and pornography, we've talked about setting expectations, and we've got a load of other topics in our coursework coming up, but there's a load of struggles for married couples and families, 
and, and we need in the Lord to be prepared for those. And, that, and I've been blessed to be able to be a part of that, and the church leadership has, has allowed us to teach these classes. So if you, if you want to come, we're next Thursday night at 6.30, we're having another class. It, I think it's on, um, oh, it's on parenting. So if you want to join us, 6.30 here, uh, meet us here. And then the other thing I'll, I'll leave you with, and um, in a, the, the Lord works, and, and it's hard to predict when he's going to work. And this is probably one of my favorite things to do, is to share the gospel with some, someone. And I don't get a, to do it a lot, but I look for opportunities to do so. And the other night, I was in Washington, D.C., and a Lyft driver, you know, not an Uber driver, but Lyft, we were, we were going down the road, he stopped, and um, he said, I gotta, I gotta go to church pretty soon, so um, I'll have to drop you off. Um, okay, fine. And I, I asked him what church you went to, and he and I started a dialogue about his belief. And the Holy Spirit just started pouring scriptures and stories about um, uh, Abraham and about uh, Moses, and we went down the road, and I pleaded with him, I said, when you go to church tonight, go up front and pray to receive Christ, or let's do it right now. <laughs> But, but anyway, when you get those small moments, with, whether it's with your family or whether it's with individuals, put the Lord first, put him there so that he, he can be glorified um, because that, that's in the end what matters. Thank you very much. Hey, DJ again. Thanks for listening to our story from the trail this week. And as you reflect on it, ask yourself, how is God writing your story right now, right here? What's your next step? And how can what you've heard today help you in taking it as you follow Jesus in faith? Whatever it looks like, grab your backpack and we'll see you out on the trail. Thanks for listening to The Backpack, a production of Christ Community Church. The Backpack is hosted by DJ Williams, Daniel Bright, and Josiah Ward. You can learn more about Christ Community Church at loveshelbyville.com.